Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, June 21, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing we're going to discuss is what we discussed last week, which is it was quadruple witching options expiration week. The market went down a lot. We talked a little bit about shenanigans. We discussed the fact that weird stuff happens around that time frame. They really made it look pretty good by the end of the week, opening below and certainly closing below the daily chart 50 period moving average. Well, today, what happened? They recaptured immediately the 50 period moving average and traded right into and closed right on top of the 20 period moving average. Here's the way we have to look at the chart from the perspective of did anything material happen between last week and today? And here's the way I'm looking at it. So last week, they had a one day drop below both moving averages. The following day, they recaptured one and traded right up into the other. We have to look at that as a positive development as a result of what happened last week. And we have to say, the trend is your friend until she dumps you. The larger dominant thing is the trend and it's pulling price in the northern direction. Just to put that in perspective and get a visual, we take a look at the weekly chart and here's what we have. We're above all the moving averages, the trend is rising, the trend is your friend until she throws you out the second story window. Now, we do have a reversal candle, technically speaking, on the weekly chart of the SPY. Okay, fair enough. The high of this reversal candle happens to be an all-time high. So, it's pretty simple from here. They're either going to make new highs, or this is really a reversal candle. Today is a dead cat bounce. Maybe there's more upside. Maybe they run up to fill a gap. Let's go back and check that out. Back on the daily chart, there's a gap right above price on the daily chart. There's another one slightly higher on the hourly chart. We're looking at into these moving averages right around 422 would be a nice area where if they traded up into, there should be a decent level of garden variety resistance. Now, they didn't get there today. So when you look at this, you say, well, what happens if they have a day or two pullback does that change 422? And the answer is yes, it does, because they would have recocked the weapon at that standpoint. Let me do it a different way. Let me do it with some lines, drawing some stuff. Let's say they run up in one shot to 422. Well, you're more likely to get some exhaustion at that point than if they did something different, like running up almost to 422, pulling back and then doing it again, this is an ABC pattern. We discuss these all the time. This is one of the patterns that are covered in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. But at this point, after recocking the weapon, after resetting the tape, if you will, this filling the gap wouldn't be the same as it would have been had they run straight up into it off the lows from last Friday. That's just garden variety, the way the market works. Now, when I say the way the market works, it's we don't know whether they're going to stop at 422 either way. But when you look at it, you say, well, 
my odds, my probabilities are better off that they're going to stop at 422 on a straight shot off the bottom than they are recocking the gun, recocking the weapon, resetting the tape, and then going up again for that C leg of the ABC pattern. They still may stop there, but it's not the same trade any longer. It's not the same type of setup it was before they reset the tape. Now, back to the daily chart. Let's get the visual of what the SPY looks like. Here's the SPX cash index. This is the actual S&P 500. Slightly different look, but for the most part, the same. The S&P E-mini futures contract has a different look. Today was a low. They open them up on Sunday, Sunday at 6 p.m., and then they drop them this past Sunday, last night, and then they reverse them. By the time you wake up in the morning, by the time the market opens, they're already starting to push higher, and then they trade higher all day long. So on one hand, we look at Friday's activity in the SPY or any of the other charts, and we say, well, they dropped below both moving averages. That was really an ominous sign. And then today, all of a sudden, we have a reversal of the last breakdown candle from Friday. Interesting development of note, puzzle piece on the table on the bullish side of the ledger. We're back on the SPY daily, and does that mean we're gonna make new highs? Well, it's possible. We're not gonna rule out new highs. We're not that far away from where we were just a few days ago. So as it stands, and here's another garden variety technical thing, as it stands, we have to look at it this way. Here's a low, here's a higher low, and we have another higher low until and unless we don't have another higher low and they come down below Friday's low. That would be a whole different bag of marbles. So the way we have to look at this is assuming, and we're not assuming anything, we're just saying if they recapture the 20-period moving average tomorrow or at some point this week and start closing daily above the 20-period moving average, they will have recaptured everything The trend is your friend, and therefore, nothing will have changed other than a couple of down days, a la a pullback. So for now, until they show us something different, we're looking at this is a pullback, this is a pullback, this is a pullback, this is a pullback, this was a pullback, and this is a potential pullback. We don't know yet, but every single time before last week's pullback, they made new highs. So until they really change the character of the market, but not only on shorter time frame charts, but they have to morph onto the larger time frames. They have to morph onto the daily chart. You have to get confirmation. What do I mean by that? Well, let's just look at it from a logical perspective. Last Friday, the market went down. It closed below the 50 period moving average, finished on the lows. We could have easily gapped down on Sunday night had followed through today, and we would be having an entirely different discussion. That's not what happened, but we have to take what happens, and we have to analyze the chart based on what the data is telling us. If they went lower today and closed below Friday's low, we would be discussing the fact that we have confirmation, lower lows are in place, we've got a top in place, blah, blah, blah. Instead, We're in the snapback camp. What happened inside the numbers today? Happy Monday, last night, they went lower and turned around. Wake up green, still have some shenanigans on the brain. 
There was a reason why we were discussing shenanigans several times last week. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. We're going into the week with an open mind and an awareness of two things. Last week could signify the turn and the beginning of a corrective phase across the markets. At that point early in the morning, we didn't know, we didn't have a clue. Last week's price action, this is number B, could be just another pullback and a recocking of the weapon. So these are the things that are on the brain early in the morning. Zero dark 30, you've got to get your game pants on and start going through the pregame warm-ups. We don't know yet, so we'll wait to see how today shapes up. One of the awarenesses is, could be a dead cat bounce. What about some numbers? In the early going, it was really this particular number that had my interest, 416.67, but that was really either in the pre-market or right after the opening bell. Just so you get the visual with the pre-market activity, 416.67 was my number. They needed to get over it. They needed to close candles over it, open the day over it. Whatever it was, that was going to be a line in the sand. Now, here's the same chart without the pre-market activity. Right of the vertical is today's activity, and you can see what happened. This was the poor close on Friday, and today they're hovering. They get below it. Once they get over it, a couple of back tests, and they took off never to look back. Let's move along a little bit since we really know already what happened today. So what I want to do is highlight a few things. You can obviously pause the video read the notes, and I urge you to do so and go back to the charts to double-check the work to make sure I'm not completely bonkers. Now, here's where you need to know your numbers. Some of these are not magic. Some of these are from Technical School 101. But when everybody knows the same stuff, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Case in point, 931, 417.83 is the gateway into no man's land. At present, they're in the midst of an early morning shakeout, likely in both directions. So for about 15 or 20 minutes, they had the shakeout operation in both directions, not violent, but they went back and forth for a while. But what was the significance of that number? Well, when you go to a 15-minute chart, you can see it very clearly. Friday's high was 417.83. Getting over and closing candles above Friday's high puts the market in what we like to call no man's land. What happens in no man's land? That same area right there would become support. They never came or haven't yet come back to run a test of it. They will. But once getting above that, it creates one of those vacuum-type scenarios to the upside, and they want to go to another important spot. Let's see what else we have as the morning starts to roll on. NCTY had a rocket ride from 1472, one penny above the number. We'll get to that later. Now, again, pay attention to this because this is helpful if you're looking at multiple time frames and you say, well, if one thing that is developing is not no longer developing and is broken apart, well, then what would happen? Well, if price was going to move down out of that one thing, for example, a bearish, flaggish kind of pattern, and they're not going to do that, and they're going to break it apart, then they're going to run higher, go north. They're going to go in the other direction. So at 940, from an hourly chart perspective, they're stuck in a bearish pattern just going back and forth. In order to break that, they need to get above what? That same number, 417.83, and start to push into no man's land. 
Until they do, it's back and forth chop shop formation. 942, nice bounce on EA. We'll get to that later. It's from Stocks on the Move. 950, the early look, quick reflation operation. IWM, transports, financials, all up. We have some divergences at the time, which were the Qs and the SMH, but they ended up turning around as well. If tech turns positive, speak of the devil, everything will run. That did happen. Same thing with the 417.83, you know the routine. 9.55, what would cause the next leg higher if we're going to get one? The folks that sold the market short late on Friday are now realizing it wasn't a good idea to quote-unquote sell in the hole. What's selling in the hole? You're selling when the market's already down. Covering shorts is forced buying and creates the spark. Next comes FOMO, fear of missing out as price rises. Buying begets buying, tech turn green of note. That was one of those, the writing is on the wall. Let's see what else we have. Remember 419, that was from last week. The zone between 418.80 and 419.20 was important. Should have been overhead resistance. They stopped at 418.80 or a penny or so short of it. They pulled back a little bit, and then they continued higher. It was a strong tape. See here, if they got into that zone, it would have been a reasonable short trade. What happened was they came close, they pulled back, and therefore it wasn't really the same. You see, it's beginning to change in terms of the type of trade. They got to 418.82, and they pulled back. We're moving along. Anybody that was attempting to short the market, 419.66 was the line in the sand. Closing candles above that, it's wrong, and that's the end of it. Here's the visual. They got to the zone, they pulled back, but what they really did was just eight time off the clock and started to push higher. So that's when you can see the writing on the wall, or as a trader, you should be able to see the writing on the wall when they get somewhere and they start going sideways. That's telling you it's not the same as if they ran right up there and had that reaction in the other direction. You're looking for the reaction in the other direction. You're not looking for them to take a long time to make something happen. When they take a long time to pull back, it's giving the market a whole lot more time to do something different. We're moving along. Let's see what else we have. We've got 420, which is a big fat round number, psychological resistance, but we have something else. 420.50 is the next likely target. It should be overhead resistance. Closing candles above opens the door for 422, unlikely this early, they'll normally put in a morning pivot. Now, they ran up there, they never got there, they ate time off the clock underneath there, they went up there finally in the afternoon and basically created that as an afternoon pivot. Let's move along, see what else we've got. 11.05, they're finally running out of steam, staying above 419.10, keeps the band playing on, they can still get to 420.50, and can also fall to 419.10. They're currently in the middle. 420.50 is resistance, 419.10 is support, back as needed. You have a tour guide. You have to know your numbers. 420.50 is still overhead resistance. Some other stuff that you can read on your own. We'll get to stocks on the move later. There's a couple of comments on those. From where I sit, it looks like they're intent on running a test of 420.50. They're eating time off the clock under building energy to go do it. Well, they went and did it. 11.27, same thing, 4.20.50 and 4.19. In between is a chop shop formation, nothing to do in between. You can read the rest of the notes, pause the video. I urge you to go back to the charts to do the homework. 
They hung around 420.50 for the really the remainder of the afternoon. So there's no magic going on here, but there's stuff you can learn in the notes. So I urge you to check them out. What about stocks on the move? Out of the four potentials this morning, and things were very quiet Monday morning. There wasn't a lot of stocks moving. So we had NCTY and EA were the two that hit their entry targets. The other two did not, so they're off the board. NCTY, pretty self-explanatory. 1471 was my number. The low was 1472, right in the opening candle, and they had a nice rocket ride. So technically, from where support really was, they had a nice rocket ride. The numbers worked. They didn't hit my number. They came up a penny short. That happens. There's a little front running going on. If a bunch of traders put in a bunch of orders in the system right above my number, they're going to stop above the number unless there's enough volume to push it through. That's just the way it works. Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. You never know which one will come up short, which one will spike through. It is what it is. Now look at this one. The second number, 1415, mind you, these numbers were put on the board at zero dark 30. The low in this candle at 1045 was what? 1416. Pretty interesting when you think about it. What was the low in this candle? 1415. And they went back to the first number and above. So both numbers technically work. Know your numbers. However, no trade on both from where I sit. What about electronic arts? EA, different story. Hey, you doing? So getting a haircut at the open, not much of one, but it was in motion. I saw a number, put it up on the board. It was almost a little bit of a late addition, and I'm glad it was. 138.88 was the number. Low of day, 138.79. Immediate rocket ride up in the other direction. By 11.30 in the morning, the high was 142. After the minimum required base hit, and base hits put you in the Hall of Fame, it becomes trader's choice. They can hold a third, a half, as much as they want, or as little as they want, as long as they book profit along the way. The numbers work. We're talking Camp IWM. So they had a tough week last week, same routine. They dropped below more than just two, even three moving averages, and closed below the 100 last week. And here's the recovery right back up to the 20 period moving average, filled the gap. So we have to wait and see. We really don't have enough information. This certainly could be a dead cat bounce. There's no question. We take each market independent of one another. They did close below the 20 period moving average on the weekly chart last week. So they're popping back up, but that is a reversal candle. It's a breakdown candle. Are they going to run a test of the high of the breakdown candle? Same goes for the S&P 500. That's certainly possible. The challenge is that that breakdown candle high is essentially around the old highs. We've got what we've got. We just roll with what the market provides. I will mention this. Getting above 231 and closing daily above 231, maybe slightly higher, would likely bring new highs in the IWM. It's not set in stone. Write it on a sticky note. We'll see what happens if they can even get to 231. What about the folks down at the transportation department? So we were watching this for a long time. We watch it every day, but we were watching in terms of the bearish pattern. The bearish pattern played out. They went down. They never touched the 100 period moving average. Today, they had a nice healthy up day, up almost 2%, but they were down a whole lot for a whole lot of days. 
So it's a different look than the other markets. For this one, we're going to say that they really have to still get back above the convergence of these moving averages. Think in terms of what we discuss all the time. Markets love to come back and test former breakout and former breakdown areas. What's this? Well, essentially, it was the last breakdown area. If they're coming back, they're going to come back to do what? Test the last breakdown area, which coincides with the convergence of the 20 and the 50 period moving average. So that, in and of itself, would be a natural area of overhead resistance. Getting above those moving averages would really turn the tape back to the bullish side. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley, the Q people? Well, guess what? Last week on the weekend video, we discussed the fact that they really weren't down that much as compared to the S&P, the IWM, and some other stuff. Well, guess what? That's a positive divergence. Again, with the divergences. Divergences don't last for long, and they resolve themselves in one direction or another. So, for example, if the Qs were diverging in the upward direction, and that was the fake out, they would have fallen along with everybody else, and if everybody fell this morning, you can bet your bottom dollar that the Qs were going to play some catch-up. But, we had a positive divergence, and guess what? The other stuff all turned around. You don't know which one's going to happen ahead of time, but you have to know enough to see them. You have to be able to recognize divergences. They become awarenesses. They're puzzle pieces. They give you information along with other things to develop what? To develop a full stack. Along with most everything else, the XLF, the financial sector bounced today. Dead cap bounce? Or did they bottom on Friday and they're going to make new highs? Well, we don't know yet, but what we do know is... They had a pretty nasty reversal-type candle, big breakdown candle the other day. This is on Thursday. They're well below the moving averages, so all this stuff in here is now absolutely overhead resistance. 36 to 37. In that neighborhood is overhead resistance. Let's do the same exercise we just did in the other chart, right? We have a breakdown here. So we had some kind of bearish, flaggish kind of thing. It was about of a melting down type pattern. But irregardless, this is where the market broke down from. Are they going to rally back? Well, if they do, what do they have to contend with? A breakdown candle high, a moving average, all this stuff. So they're going to rally back to retest a former breakdown area. They're going to run into a breakdown candle high and a moving average. Guess what? They're not going to just waltz right up on through all that stuff. That's not the way the market works. It's natural to go up and test it. Being able to bust right through it is a different circumstance altogether. Smash Mouth, a different look from many of the other charts. This one, again, with the positive divergence of sorts. You're not seeing a complete meltdown. You didn't see a slicing and dicing through the 50-period moving average last week. You saw a pullback. You saw them close below the 20 and they're still below the 20. But the 20 isn't the end-all, be-all. They get below these moving averages, that will be the end-all, be-all, but for now, they still have a chance to move higher. The weekly chart, above all the moving averages, testing the 20 and bouncing off of it, they still have a chance to push higher. The trend is your friend until she throws you out the window. What happens if they were to close Friday below 239.88. Well, that would be trouble. Why is that? It's a breakup candle low. Closing the week below that low would be trouble for the bulls, 
and they would be below the moving average on the weekly chart and all that stuff, and we would be having a discussion about where are they headed down south. It's not what we have today. We deal with what's in front of us. We take the charts at face value each and every day. We don't guess, we don't project, but we have awarenesses of a lot of different things. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. I'm going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.